so I guess I'll be off mute soon. But right now, it's me and my private thoughts, and I'm just going to say whatever I want. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, these dumb... Um, I'm live. What? We're live. No, I know we're live. Stop. Hey, guess what, everybody? Guess what? That's right. Remember that sound? Remember that sound? Remember this one? Yeah, that means the best show's back. Yeah, back in the studio, phone calls, the whole deal. I've been gone for a few months, but guess what? You can't stop this thing. I know, look, I know you can't top it, but you might be able to stop it. But bad news, suckers, you can't stop it, and you can't top it. It's the best show. My name's Tom. I'm the host. I've always been the host, and I always will be the host. And we got an exciting show for you tonight. We're going to take calls and catch up with old friends and get the ball rolling. And guess what? Guess what? I said, guess what? We're doing it. why we're back. We had no say in the matter. We had no say in the matter. Ah, yeah, you think I want to be back? No. I was having a perfectly good time watching Spike Lee's master class. Which I'm going to say this. That is a master. That is a master class, man. You watch that. Uh, You learn a lot about a lot of things. Maybe I'll start doing a master class on what? Maybe broadcasting. Consider this your master class. I'm your teacher. My name is Tom Sharpling. And this is my master class. And you are my students. Learn how to talk into microphones and to live life and be funny. Just start taking notes because here we go. It's the best show. Yeah. 
sisters Raced on the dirt of broken biscuits Oh, we don't look the same as you Am I am I on? Can you hear me? Hello. Brat. Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, it's Brat. Look at that. Double threats, Brat. How are you? I'm doing all right. Well, thanks for, for helping get this rolling, and it's the best show. And I'm here doing it. Welcome back, everybody. It's Tom. I don't think I want to do this. Thanks, everybody. We're done. No! Ooh, it's not good when I feel that push and pull. I was having a good time. Actually, was I having a good time? No! I wasn't. I missed the show. Not happy with the show. Not happy without the show. Some point. Kids got to look in the mirror. So, I say to myself, best show. Pulled the plug back in early June. It's time. We got things to accomplish here. We got work to do. Well, let's talk about the music first. Who did we hear? We heard something from Kiwi Jr. Kiwi Jr. That was a band from Toronto. And they have a new record coming out, I guess, next year. They have a single maybe this year, new record next year. And they're going to be on the Sub Pop label. Congratulations to those young entrepreneurial Toronto folk. Eating that bad pizza. That's bad pizza too. It's just bad. It's so bad up there. That pizza. I don't know who, 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 who brought the recipe up there? Who brought the recipe? Cause they, they must have forgotten part of it. And or they wrote on, maybe it was written on cardboard and then they were like, and then we make the pizza on a, on cardboard, of course. Like they got, they got it, uh, mixed up in there somewhere. Neither here nor there. Undecided voters by Kiwi Jr. That's my pick to click for 2021. It's good stuff. And then before that, islands. Islands. We heard, uh, what did we hear? Vapors from the album of the same name, which is a good album, a great album. Last week we played Islands, the song, uh, uh, I, I, uh, feel evil creeping in. Cause I did feel some evil creeping in. But I think the evil's creeping out. I think so. I don't know what's going on right now. Some weird times, man. People, some people are like, there's a coup going on. And then other people are like, it's a baby crying and everybody's trying to placate a baby. 
I don't know which one it is. Maybe it's a baby trying to do a coup. Can be a little bit of both. And that's why I played the Misshapes by Pulp. Those are some fitting lyrics that we can all hang on to as we go out of 2020 and into 2021. Just remember, there's more of us than them. That's how it goes. So anyway, why did I gather you all here simple? Because Toffee Fay, the candy Toffee Fay, is that how you say it? Toffee Fay? I think that's how you say it. Is that the most frustrating candy ever? Weird half moon made up of caramel. Little nut dropped in the middle of chocolate blob on top. Eat it. So unsatisfying. So good. It should be like they should just melt four of them together and make it like a little toffee fay bar. I think that's what the problem is. You just pop them in your mouth, then they're done. I don't know. Something about this, this toffee fate thing we got to get to the bottom of. What's the number? Two. Two. Dead hug. Wait, who's that? Pat? That was me, yes. How are you, Pat? I'm good. I'm in the Jersey City studio. You're in Jersey City. I'm in Los Angeles. And the phone number, 201-332-3484. Got any good callers, Pat? I sure do. Why don't you throw one my way, please? Going to line one. Best show. Hello. Hello. Who's this? It's your favorite Oreo reviewer. Oh, my goodness. There could not be a better way to start this return of the best show. And I'm going to just say this. This is Michelle. She is somebody, this is one of the great things about America. In other countries, if you had someone who was obsessed with Oreo cookies, they'd lock you up and they'd throw away the key, right? Yeah. In America, we celebrate the Oreo obsessives. And Michelle, you are American. You have an Oreo cookie uh, obsession. You track the new flavors. Mm -hmm. So what's been going on in the world of Oreo cookies? Oh, Tom, where do I begin? Um, I don't remember if I had called in about the tiramisu Oreos, but those were okay. You can't get them anymore. The holiday Oreos. You don't think I could get a really tiramisu like cookie? Tiramisu cookie? Did you like? Did you like them? What's your review? No, I didn't have any. Oh, I'm sorry. They were okay. Just regular, real tiramisu is much better. Real everything is better than these Oreo flavors. Okay, is, that's arguable. Is there? Yeah. Wait, hold. Okay, give me one thing that the Oreo replica replication of it is better than the original. The cotton candy Oreos. I mention this every time. 
I circle back to it. It's just, it's, the flavor is unmatched. It's not the same texture as cotton candy, but the flavor, they, they nailed it. All right. The one, look, you maybe found the, the loophole because cotton candy in it and of itself is flawed, unsatisfying, borderline disgusting. Right? It's a um, stomach ache. It's a, it's a stomach ache waiting to happen. I mean, yeah, but I like it. I think it's, it's fluffy. It melts in your mouth. The colors are, are so cute. For cotton candy? It's a, it's a, it's a happy experience for me. I once described the pre, the president as being a curious, uh, when I wrote the recaps of The Apprentice, Celebrity Apprentice, I wrote uh-huh. that he was not unlike a curious orangutan who stuck his head into a cotton candy maker. <laughs> well, not, not that you put it like that. I mean, I've never had orange or like white, off-white, which mm-hmm. I don't know what color his hair is, like spray tanned hair. I've never sure. had that color cotton candy, so I, I just kind of associate it with like pink and blue. Yeah. But, you know, now you feel like that, it's really that texture, my eyes. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in England, they call it, uh, candy floss. Candy floss, yeah, because it gets in your teeth. But how long does it stay in your teeth? How long does it stay in your teeth or stay in your teeth? Stay in your teeth. Not long. Three it, seconds it before it melts away? Yeah, it melts away. It's a great experience. It's like a roller coaster of, of texture, of, of feeling. I don't know. I think you need to, to try cotton candy again. So this cotton candy Oreo was, you thought it was uh, uh, outstanding. So look, that's, uh, that's maybe exception because cotton candy in and of itself is so weak. That the Oreo, the Oreo, uh, outdid, uh, regular cotton candy. This cotton candy in it is not so hot. But when you get like yeah. s'mores. Well, yeah. You tell me you get, I mean, you'd rather eat some weird chemical Oreo s'more? No, I mean, of course not. But they did know, like, the flavor on that one, definitely one of their best. Which one? The s'mores? Yeah, s'mores, and then of course the the Reese's, because that's mm-hmm. you know it's just the Reese's peanut butter and the chocolate, but it tasted like a Reese's, and I know you can just smush a Reese's in between two cookies, but it's not the same. I've yeah. tried it. Okay, you did try. You did try it. Of course, I tried it. Yeah. You tried smushing an Oreo, a uh, Reese's yeah, peanut cookie- butter, into an Oreo, uh, uh, Oreo cookies. Tom, this quarantine. It has brought out a lot of different sides of me. I've, I've experimented with a lot of different things and, you know, that's one of them. And yes, I have, I have okay. tried it. So tell me, hey. tell me about the new Oreos, the new ones, so, Michelle. So I actually have with me right now, I didn't even crack it open yet because I was waiting, but. Oh my goodness. Since the best show is back, I said maybe tonight's the night. So I have the gingerbread Oreos here with me right now. This is like a holiday-themed Oreo. Yes, and they're really cute. They have 
it says right here on the package, five festive designs, and it shows a little gingerbread guy, and it seems like, okay, the description, gingerbread flavored cookie with um, gingerbread flavored cream with crunchy sugar crystals. So it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I can, I guess I can try one. Let's hear it. Give you a live review. And now, in the meantime, since since we've last spoken, you've become like the Oreo person. Yeah, I've got, I've gotten some fans. It seems like I just made some YouTube videos, and I've been doing them there. And now I'm you eating, you trying the cookies out. I'm doing cookies. I'm doing all kinds of weird snacks. I'm doing it all because there was a little bit of an Oreo drought, so I had to turn to other gross snacks. But it just, you know, it's kind of been my thing. What would you think about this flavor before you eat the sure hand sanitizer flavored Oreo? Um. Take the take the hand sanitizer, mix it in with the cream. Okay. The it cream filling. And it's like a sterilizing Oreo. Like it, 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 it fixes your insides. I'm a, I'm kind of a germaphobe, so I would be into that. Um, is it, is it color, is the cream colored at all? Would you color it's the clear. cream? Clear. It's going to be clear. Clear, like Crystal Pepsi. Yes. That you I can mean. look at somebody through the icing. Yes, I would 100% buy and try this. I would be okay. glad to review this. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would take one for the team. What if there was a new Oreo cookie and it just, it didn't say what it was, but it just said mm-hmm. toilet. Would, would try by default. I feel like I have to try If it, it. just had a picture of a toilet on it, mm-hmm. it just said toilet flavored Oreos. Yeah, I, w- I would try it. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the, the jelly bellies that it's like the mystery flavor, like some are sure, really yeah. Some, like small. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, would, I would do that. What about one that was called, um, what if in quotes it said poison? Like, like the word poison was in quotes, but it did have a picture of a little casket on the, on it. Because poison is in quotes, I would think, haha, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. joke. I would, mm-hmm. I would try it. And then if, if I do go out by Oreo, um, then I would Look, think, well, that's, that's what was aligned for me. They would say that Michelle certainly died doing what she loved. That's true. And I think that's, that's how you should die if, you know, when it happens. If, what if there was one that said pet dander? Um, I have two dogs, so I feel like I'm already kind of ingesting that on a, on a daily basis. Um, okay. so I, mean, I would try it. I would see what they've been on it. Pet dander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if there was one that called kibble flavored? Thought I would be hesitant, but at the what same if- time, how how bad could it be? What if kibble? What? Because Oreo's definitely making it. It's right. like this is not this is not some maniac doing this. The Oreo Corporation. Oh, Who's the parent company? Um, Nabisco. Nabisco. Uh, Mondelez. Mondelez okay. owns the whole thing. Okay. 
What if one was just like, don't eat this? Oh, I would, of course, eat it. Why would I not? Because it said, don't eat this? Might yeah. be part of why you don't? No, but they're making it, so they, somebody's got to eat it. Why can't it be me? I think it should be me. All right, fair enough. I'm so yeah. desperate for sponsorship by them that I, I, I would do anything at this point. You'd get an Oreo tattoo. Yeah, I think I would. You would? I'm so, I'm so thirsty for sponsorship. I, th- I think I would. It's just, it's part of me. It's, it's truly just, you know, my brand. I mean, I would get it, you know, not in, I wouldn't get it on my forehead or anything, but mm-hmm. I think I could make it work somewhere. Well, well, what if somebody from Oreo wanted you to get one on your forehead? Hmm. Three hundred grand. They bring three hundred grand. To get a tattoo on my forehead. I think I would just I would dupe them. I would say yes and then I would get a fake tattoo and then they would think it's real and then I take the money and you then really think that's off. how dumb they are over the Oreo Corporation? I'm not calling I don't want to publicly shame anybody at Oreo. I'm I'm trying to be on good terms with them. You know what for the sake of because I don't know who's listening. Yes. Yes, I would. I love Oreo so much. I would get an Oreo tattoo on my forehead cool. in real ink. Wink, wink. Okay. So tell me about this, how this gingerbread Oreo. Let's, let's hear, let's hear. Okay. So there are a lot of cute designs. There are five designs as promised. They're all very festive. Um, they're all very like winter, Christmassy. All right. So I'm going to smell it first. That's what I always do. It smells like a ginger snap. I don't know if you like ginger snaps. I really like ginger snaps. I do. That's a good sign to me. Okay. So then I, next step, you got to taste the cream. So there are, it looks like a candy cane, kind of like speckles in the cream. And it's really gingery. It's not minty. Okay. That's good. And then, so, so far, the design is good. The cream is good. And now... You got to go into the bite, so. You know what? You heard it here first. This is the first five out of five Oreo. Oh, my goodness. In a while, like original flavor. These are very good. I'm shocked. So, all my Oreo heads out there. If you like ginger. If you like sugar. It's more gingery than sugary, I think. What if there was an Oreo flavor that just said Ron on it? Ron, like the name? Yeah, it just said the name Ron. Yeah, I get it. What's what's up with Ron? What's Ron's favorite flavor? What does Ron taste like? Well, that's the whole thing. You don't know if it's Ron's favorite flavor or if it tastes literally like Ron. Willing to find out. What if there was one that said Lemmy? Lemmy? And it had a, it had a picture of Lemmy from Motorhead on the package. <laughs> I feel like that would taste, I don't know why I'm thinking of sweat, like sweaty. It would probably taste like cigarettes and mm. like it would taste like if you licked the trivia machine at the rainbow. I would try that because I think it might be the first 
Oreo flavor to make me um, vomit. But I think that would be like that would get me a lot of views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking content creation wise. Sure, that well, would look. be a good. That would be that might be a viral video. You you horking all over the place from eating a bum Oreo flavor? Yeah. Yeah. So what is the all time worst Oreo flavor? To, to just we could keep track here. Um, let me dig back in my archives. Um, I would say from just off the top of my head, uh, the chocolate covered strawberry ones were absolutely disgusting. They just taste, I don't think they taste like bubble gum and I really, I don't like bubble gum. You don't like bubble gum. I won't get (laughs) you some. Hey, Michelle, you really don't want it. You don't want bubble gum. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's one for my record um, collector pals <laughs> so yeah, it was, that was nasty and um i did not like i didn't really like the um hot and spicy oreos from maybe two valentine's days ago that was also really gross mm-hmm. what about the oreo Oh wait, not Oreo, but did you see how Dunkin' Donuts has like some spicy donut now? Yes, and I tried to get it and I I was trying to make a TikTok and they gave me the they gave me the wrong Oreo and um, the wrong donut. They gave me one with like a ghost face on it, so I never got to try it. But I heard it was okay. Wait, with ghost faces face on it? Yeah. Ghost face killers on the Dunkin' Donuts donut? No, that would be that would be better, but it was just like a cute little it was like a ghost. I, th- I think it was a ghost. It's and I just want to say, I don't mean to interrupt you here, Michelle. Some <laughs> dude got on me on Twitter about seven months ago because I got scores to settle now. Months of scores. Mm-hmm. I was saying how much I liked. I think that Ghostface Killer's best album is the uh, is the uh, the uh, 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 the one uh, 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 Fish Scale. And then everybody's, oh, Supreme Clientele is the best one. Everybody knows. It's like, I like this other one better. Because, like, you're trolling everybody. I'm not trolling. I like it better. I'm not saying Supreme Clientele is bad. It's great. (laughs) Are you saying, tell me I'm trolling. Can't just like something different. You don't want to know the things Um, I like different. Ay, ay, ay. The things I hear and they check out and they make sense to me and I prefer it. I'm telling you, I was not kidding when I, I said that I like Hubie Halloween better than Midsummer. That was not a joke. That's a hot take. No, it's not a hot take. Hot take. That's the most dismissive thing you could say. Hot take. Hot take, huh? <laughs> I'm, trying, well, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to get hits over here. I'm not trying to get the the the, the Nabisco to uh, pay for that face tattoo. <laughs> See, what about it. this? How about this? What if Oreo said to you, mm-hmm. $700,000, get your eyelids tattooed like Oreo cookies? Um, I could buy a house with that, but I would look like a freak. But at least I'd be a freak in my own house. Well, you just keep your eyes open all the time. I would, I get, yeah, or I could just wear like cool sunglasses. I yeah. consider it. You'd get Oreo eye, you'd get Oreo eye tattoos. 
Yeah. And then what if they wanted to get a letter R and an E tattooed like above the bridge of your nose so that it says Oreo and the O's on your that's eyes right. are uh the O's, like the cookies are the I mean, O's? That's, now that's just cool. That's yeah. a way to make friends. That's a way to make friends. I think so. All right. So what else we got with Oreos here, Michelle? Well, it's been pretty boring. This was honestly the highlight of the year, I would say, with these gingerbread Oreo. What if there's an Oreo package that just said help? Help? Um, help. I would buy it, and then I'd mm-hmm. look for a note inside because I'd be concerned if it was somebody from Oreo in, in need of help. Yeah, I yeah. would try to help the person. Okay. I would be afraid. But also, yes, I would buy them. Okay. So do you, what's the rumor now going on with the Oreos? <sighs> let me uh, let me check my sources here. I don't know if there's much happening. Shocker. Oreo's been pretty pretty silent lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me see if I can check my sources real quick. Oh, well, we have, of course, the, the white fudge Oreo returning. That's that's a classic for the holidays. I recommend those if you're interested. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> White <laughs> fudge Oreo. <laughs> well, look at that. Now now you're a, a beloved flavor, a beloved yeah. flavor. Oh no, I I'm 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 currently in, in uh, we're currently in a lawsuit with uh with Nabisco over that. My lawyers are the people that had the machine guns on the front lawn. Nice. Remember them? Of course. How could I forget? The cast of characters we've got now is neck. It's something else. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash officehourslive. Who are the animals because I don't smell them. I know. We're going to keep our eyes peeled for all these sweet Oreo flavors. Yes, there's also, I'm sorry, I, I was remiss not to no, include no, no. Uh, Joy Oreo, which is... Uh, it like, the di- like the dish soap? Joy? No. Um, I mean, these don't really taste like dish soap. I've had them before. It's not the movie Joy. It's not, it's not a ground-up Blu-ray for the movie Joy in each cookie. It might be. I mean, I didn't try this year, so any, I mean, you never well, maybe know. Maybe first mop but... squeezins from that movie, right? Mm. Remember that movie, Joy? Yes, with um, Jennifer Lawrence. She made a mop. Which one was your favorite? The movie about the Jennifer Lawrence making a mop or, uh, or the one about Greg Kinnear inventing the windshield wiper? <laughs> I think we're out of movie ideas. Yeah, personally, the windshield wiper movie, um, just because I use the windshield wiper more in my everyday life. I got life. an amazing idea for a movie. 
it's a windshield. It's about everybody wants to know where windshield wipers come from. Do they? Then there's also the Michael Keaton hamburger movie. Oh yeah, where he I played really the like hamburger one. <laughs> that was a weird it would have been movie. Better if he did, because <laughs> he was Ray Kroc during the day, but at night he it was like it was him still doing Batman or Birdman, except he became the Hamburglar at night. They could always make the sequel. I mean, if you, you know, you're in, you're, in, you're in Hollywood now, right? You can yeah. Somebody. I'm the Hamburglar. Hamburglar. The fix is in over at that McDonald's thing too. Fixes in. Mayor McCheese, the brother is the chief of police. Are you going to try to make rib when it comes back? No. I don't eat that trash. Eating. I eat filet fish. Good stuff. Hmm, I've never At this that. point, I'm 30% tartar sauce. Oh, I love tartar sauce. They should make a tartar sauce Oreo. Whoa, whoa that's <laughs> disgusting. A tartar sauce flavored Oreo. Yeah. No, they shouldn't. Come All on. right, Michelle. The speckles, of, right. the speckles of horseradish and the cream. Okay. You got Oreo on the brain. <sighs> well, this is fun, Tom. I'm glad you got to chat. Well, thank you, Michelle. Welcome back. Thanks. You too. I'm glad the best is back. Thanks. You have a grand evening. You too. Night. Bye. Hang up. Okay. Yeah, man. Best show's back. Doing it right this time. I'm telling you. Not messing around. Doing it for one person and one person only. Me! The way it's got to be done. Yeah, man. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk about what the goals for the, for this final iteration slash best iteration of the best show are. We'll talk about it. So in the meantime, Pat, we have any calls? Line four. Okay. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom, it's Barry in Newbridge calling. How you doing? Good, good. How are you, Barry? I'm good. You see what Secretary of State Pompeo said today? <laughs> that's, that's some weapons-grade hubris, if you ask me. I mean, it's, it's like, as if, um, if, <laughs> I mean, you mean, you said secretarial? It's secretary, uh, he's secretary of state, not secretarial straight, a state, not secretarial state. Wait, what is it? Secretary of state. Oh, no. Ah! I have this big joke already, and you hurt my feelings. I hurt your feelings? Oh, you made me bite my tongue. Barry? I think we lost Barry. Huh. So that's all that was, huh? And so I can hear somebody larfing on the on the feed here. Who's larfing? I can hear somebody going. Huh, 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 huh. 
Somebody's larfing. Somebody's got to mute themselves. Tom, you got one more call. Got another call? All right. Let's see. I'd like put it put it up, please. Hello, Best Show. Best Show, hello. Okay, so it's, yeah, Philly Boy Roy. Philly Boy Roy. Is every, seriously, you guys don't need to stand up. Yeah, well, that you're, you're, you know, I'm glad you're calling in. There's a lot I want to talk to you about, but I don't know why you would say that you're president. You said the 46th, what was that thing? You said Citizens of America, please rise for the, you said you said you're the 46th president of the United States. You're not the four. You're not the president, Roy. Roy. That was my fault. A dog came and knocked the phone out of my hand. A dog. A dog knocked the phone out of your hand. It just came out of nowhere. It was crazy. Yeah, dogs are like that. They can be weird. But, Roy, you're not president. No, but I should be. You should be the president? Yeah, you know, I'm the reason Joe Vitamin won the election. Joe Joe Biden won the election. Uh, And what what do you... What's that? That ain't neither here nor there. Yeah, well, it, it is... And I have no idea why you would say that you're the reason he won. Well, you know that tweet that Trump sent out on Saturday morning? Big press conference in Philadelphia at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. That was all me. Wait, that how was that you? All right, Tom. Stand up and stand still. I've been a silent partner at Four Seasons Total Landscaping for years now. I never made it public because there's this huge anti-landscaping movement in the country. I'm sure you've heard about it. I, I have never. I did not know there's an anti-landscaping movement. Oh, well, you know they're anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Well, these monsters. They think it's unnatural to prune, mow, and plant in your yard. They call themselves anti-scapers. You can read all about them on that awful website, Shrub-chan. Shrub-chan. I've never... There's news to me, Roy. Do not go on that thing. Anyway, Four Seasons Total Landscaping is getting so much business right now. After that press conference, it's nuts. I mean, we're making money hand over fist. 
this is going to be the biggest thing to hit Northeast Philly since Britney Fox did that three-night stand at the Empire Rock Club in 86. I know you're still talking about that. Well, I'm not. I didn't know Britney Fox did, did a, a run in Philly in 86. I, and also, Roy, I just got to say, it's hand over fist. You said Han, Han, Hanover fist? Yeah, Hanover, like the city of Hanover. You know, where you get the, the, uh, those hard pretzels that we love so much. Han, yeah, sure. Right. Hanover, okay. Hanover. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. Like well, and then, and then when, you're, when you're making a lot of money, you know, you've got a fistful of, of, uh, of pretzels. Oh, so you're buying. Oh, now this actually makes sense. You're buying the pretzels. Cause you got the money, so that's hand over fist. Uh, okay, I stand corrected. I. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I teach you, and very rarely do you say something that, that inspires or teaches me. Okay, sure. Well, I, I, so I strive to someday r- repay the, the favor of you teaching me so much. It will take lifetimes. Okay. All right. So anyway, look, big things are really afoot at FSTL. We are going to add a cigar bar, a sensory deprivation tank, and a full stage in the back. I'm in talks with Live Nation about us being a new Fillmore. <laughs> about the... Okay. Pretty cool stuff. And it gets even better. We're in negotiations with Fantasy Island, the erotic emporium on one side, and the crematorium across the street. We're getting some serious collaborative synergy happening here. I'll tell you, man, you give us one year, State Road is going to be like Sunset Strip on performance-enhancing drugs with an even bigger hustler superstore. Mark my words. Okay. Oh, hey, real quick, I want to give a quick plug for the high-quality romance lotions Fantasy Island offers. I know you're a bit of a lotion snob, but I think you're going to love their new line of tropical sex grease. Tropical sex grease? Tropical sex grease. Yes, uh, don't forget that trademark at the end. Oh, so you, so that, yeah, oh, you wouldn't want anybody taking that from you. I don't want you taking it from me. I'm not going to, trust me, I'm not taking tropical sex grease from you. You're always talking about how you wish there were more different kinds of lotions. I am not. Where are you getting that from? I don't know. I feel like we talked about it once. Anywho. We've never, I've never once said in my life, I wish there were more romance lotions or whatever you call them. All right, now that I'm thinking about it, it, it is more of a conversation I've had with a mirror. Okay. Sure. So so there's some line of tropical sex grease that now you're plugging? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Comes in seven flavors, three of which were never thought possible until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have Tony send you a skit of hot fudge mango madness. But be careful. It really burns for two solid minutes after you swap it on down there. Oof. I, I, you know, Roy, I don't want to talk about fudge, hot fudge. What was it? Hot. What was the flavor? Hot fudge mango madness. Hot fudge mango madness. I don't want to know about that. 
Oh man, what I, I, you know, let's talk about, about the press oh, conference please. that went on. You know, oh, okay, oh, it, yeah, yeah. It just it seemed like you, the, like this past weekend in Philly was nuts. And if you were there over at Fantasy Island, then you're in the you're like that's the eye of the storm for the whole thing. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. But then you're saying you're involved in the you're you're spe- you're like you're you're inferring that you're involved more than than you've explained so far. Okay. Like, ha- I'd be glad to I'd be glad to tell you about that day. It was crazy. Oh, I'd love to hear about it. Okay, so check it out. Rudy Julian uh, uh, Rudy uh, we go way back. We met back in, in the nineties when he was in Philly for an exhibition game between the Phils and the Yankees. Okay. All right, check it out. He he's coming out to his car in the in the vet parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm there too, though. I'm I'm relieving his car of its uh, stereo system and tires. <laughs> so Rudy Rudy sees it, and he and I, you know, we've got words going. We're talking and stuff, and it, it gets pretty intense. And then we end up fist fighting for 15 minutes. Fist fight? You were in a fist fight with with Rudy Giuliani. Oh my God, Tom! Those rings hurt like a mother. The rings that he wears—they slice you up. It's so painful. He got—he got like seven good slices in. Mm-hmm. But after we after we roll around for about fifteen minutes, we start yeah you know, we start vibing on each other. It's like I think we liked each other's moxie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're just like, okay, I think you're cool. I think you're cool. So we stay in touch for years. But look, it's no secret Rudy turned into a massive embarrassment when you compare him to what, like, post-9-11 Rudy, America's mayor. Is that what they called him, right? Yes, America's mayor. Well, he's like a whole different dude now, and I, I don't know what happened to him. It's just, there's a theory going around that all them rings is causing some sort of tidal wave of blood clots to travel up to his noodle. I think the technical term is, uh, oh, it's on tip of my tongue. Oh, it, it's, uh, ringus noodleus clotus. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. That sounds like the, <laughs> that sounds like the, the medical, the medical term for that. Can't you hear like John Houseman saying it? I, you know, I actually can. Pretty cool. But look, spe- speaking of Rudy going off the rails. Mm hmm. You see that second Borat flick that came out recently? Yeah, I did. I thought it was really funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy who directed it, what's his name? Jason Winthorpe? Mm-hmm. Jason Walliner, yeah. What is it? Oh, okay, I thought, I'm, I'm positive it's Winthorpe. Okay. Okay, well, anyway, he's a real piece of work, okay? And I read in Viority that... He's taken title Borat 2 literally. He thinks he's Borat 2, T-O-O. Okay, how so? Well, I heard he spent all his movie money on mustache implants. His is even thicker and darker than Borat. I heard he uses seal-tight level 7 roof tar for mustache wax. Okay, all right, so so he now has... Become Borat. I think he's, tra- I heard he transformed into him. But okay. I'll tell you one thing. His younger brother, Zach, 
That's the true genius in that clan, if you ask me. He does things with puppets most of us can only dream of. Yeah, he's he's pretty good with puppets. What's your favorite thing that he does with his puppets? Complain. That was what I was going to say. Yeah, well, I, I, well, we're on the same page. I think we're starting to see the things we have in common are being more... More clear, Roy. Well, you're my, we're besties. We're besties. Sure, we're besties. I'm, I would definitely say you're my best friend. Wouldn't you say I'm yours? Um, so t- tell me more about this day, Roy. Okay, well, look, anyway, I'm to blame for Rudy laying on his back and tucking his shirt in that way at the end of the movie. I'm the one who taught him how to talk that way. It was the night we met. You did? Oh, yeah, yeah. We was at a South Philly strip club urinal, and we're zipping up, and I, and I, I say, you know, the way you tuck your shirt in, it's super unsanitary, not to mention super uncool. So he goes, well, show me. And I, I sh- so I show him the lay down on a bed and tuck technique that my dad taught me when I was a kid, which I, in turn, taught to my sons, Troy and Roy Jr., I don't know what my wife Rhoda, uh, how she taught Rhoda Jr. or little Rhoda, how, how she taught them to talk. That's girl stuff, right? Like cooking and cleaning and washing the car, paying the rent, telling the cops and creditors daddy ain't home probably forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's girl stuff. Sure. Well, that's kind of gross, but, um, you, did you mention, Another son? You said you're two sons. I said Roy Jr. Yeah. And it's, you, oh, you, it's I thought you, Troy. what's that? Troy. Tro- Troy. You've never mentioned Troy ever. I ain't never mentioned Troy ever. Are you serious? I'm positive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't. Well, you know, he, he came out of Rhoda between Rhoda Jr. and little Royda. Hmm. Wow. So that makes him like early twenties by now. You know, Tom. I honestly don't know. Sometimes I think he's eight, and then sometimes I think he's thirty-two. It's a total mystery, and there's no way anyone can figure it out. Hmm. So why why have you never mentioned him before? Okay, Tom. Well, listen, this is tough. I. I I love all my kids, but Troy, he's a massive disappointment to all of us. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. He's, he's, what is he like always, uh, in trouble with the law or just not great at, not good at school or what, what, what kind of disappointment? Oh no, it, it ain't nothing like that. Tom, this is hard to say. <laughs> Troy just ain't cool. He's, <laughs> All right. Well, just before we get into that, how 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 is it that Troy Ziegler is so uncool? Like, what does he do that makes him so uncool? Well, look, maybe uncool ain't the right word. Let's just say it was clear early on that he's not cut from the same cloth as the rest of us Zieglers. Okay. How how so? Well, I've got a whole laundry list of offenses. I'll, I'll be glad to start at the top, if you don't mind. Sure. 
Well, he never wanted to take stuff that didn't belong to him. Okay. He never partied, or, or at least at a, at a level that I would deem hearty. And he never eats more than one tasty cake at a time, and he never smashes them into his face with ape-like gusto like his dear dad and brother do. And check this out. This moron went to the DM, the DMV and got an actual driver's license instead of making his own with the, the laminating machine I bought for the whole family and how we made all of our licenses. Okay. Well, I could go on. All right. Well, I got to say, Roy, that's actually, uh, Troy seems like a pretty decent guy the way you're talking about him. You know, I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to disagree, agree to disagree on that, I guess, right? You okay. don't know him like I do. Yeah. Well, look, look, getting back to the story. So Rudy calls it and says, Roy, you got to help me. We're so short on cash right now. We can't rent the Four Seasons Hotel in downtown Philly. Where can we do this lid blower? And I go, look, you dried up 90-year-old softball. You want to own them libs? You have everyone meet at the real Four Seasons at 11.30 a.m. Okay, meaning Four Seasons landscaping. Yeah, yeah. So Rudy calls the White House and he goes, okay, here's the deal on the press conference, okay? And then Trump sends out that tweet. Mm-hmm. And then that gets everybody so uh, mobilized to go to that location, which is very strange. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally strange. But a total mad scramble for all these reporters, all the, all these crazy people to come and, you know, check it out and lend their support. And at the same time, I'm calling all the hardcore Dems I know, telling them to show up there and raise hell against the Trumpers. So wait, so why are you doing that? All right, check it out, Tom. As my dad's silly man Stan told me when I was five, Roy, Roy, chaos creates heroes. And your job from this day forward is to create as much chaos as you possibly can. Chaos creates heroes. What your did your your dad really said that? Okay, well, define really, say, and dad. Okay, well, I will actually. It's your father, Philly man Stan. Did he actually say to you that chaos creates heroes and then your job is to, what, make as much chaos? How did you say it? If it happens in a dream or some sort of walking fantasy, does that still count, Tom? No, that that does not count at all if it happens in a, a fantasy or a dream. That's not real. Okay, That's what I meant when I said really. No. Oh, re- uh, yeah. The answer, I, I guess, to all the above is it has to be no. Okay. All right. So, look, just before Rudy comes out to drop whatever dumb bombshell he thinks is going to make one bit of difference, CNN announces that Biden's president. Mm-hmm. So I go over, I start riling up all the Biden supporters. It's over. This nightmare's over. You tell those inbred white trash morons that they're toast. But then things immediately start to fizzle out. All these reporters kind of start packing up their mics and stuff. And then they start 
interviewing Biden supporters across the street about his victory. And then all of a sudden, my st- my phone starts buzzing. Okay. And it says private number. And and truthfully, Tom, I've been carrying a, on a very intense, massively erotic affair for the last three months with my former parole officer, Deirdre. And her name comes up as private number, so I answer the call. Uh-huh. And I go... This is embarrassing, Tom. I go, are you sure you want to know what I said? Oh, I, I'm, I'm Roy, I am dying to hear what you said. I don't want, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. You, you gotta. Come on. Do I, do I gotta tell you? I don't want to. Please. Okay, so I, I, I go, hey, babe, what you wearing right now? I mean, it's, it's, it's innocent, but still, I don't want a lot of people to know that I say stuff like that. Okay. So okay. I have a rep of being, like, pretty pure. <sighs> okay. So you say, I, what are you wearing? I, I say, what are you wearing? And then I hear it. What's that? Um, quadruple XL white... Polo shirt stained with McRib and uh, giant khakis. Why? And I'm like, oh my god, it's Trump. Wait, that was your Trump impression? <laughs> that was a gr- that was my great Trump imitation. Oh, that is uh, that is definitely lacking, Roy. It sounded just like it sounded, it sounded like nothing him. like him. It sounded just like him. I've been getting hounded all for the last three years from Lauren Michaels about doing it on SNL, and I go, no, Lauren, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So Lauren Michaels has been trying to get you to come on and do Trump. She sure has. He. Yeah, to him. He's, Trump's a guy, yeah. Uh, never mind. Okay, look. Uh, okay. Uh, well, let me just ask you about this Trump impression. The whole, yeah. Let me hear it again. Give me a little bit more. All right. Okay. So here we go. All right. Let's let's uh, 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 look, look, look here. There's there's no way that I lost this election. That is the worst. That's the worst Trump impression I've ever heard in my life. No, it ain't. All right. Well, maybe I'm saying the wrong stuff. Let me think of something else. Okay. My wife Melania and I have been. Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. It's, oh come on. Look, I think you're doing it wrong. That's the worst I've ever heard. I'm getting texts from a lot of your listeners saying how good it is. Well, actually, it's not the worst. I think Alec Baldwin still might be the worst, but you're second worst. Oh, well, okay. Well, we'll we'll see who's top dog when this uh, is all over. Okay. Sure. Well, look, the thing I can't believe that we were I'm losing track of here, Trump actually called you? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I got to hear more about this. Okay. Well, you know, he, he and I, we've known each other for decades. Back way before he went BS crazy. He was always a tool in my book, but you know, he, he liked me because I talked John out, out of kicking his ass one night at Bookbinders. And okay. listen to this, man. Believe you me, John Oates, he might be small, 
but he kicks like Jean-Claude Van Damme at his most incensed. So <laughs> I, I've seen John O take a kid's head off with one swipe. I swear. Okay. That sounds very, it sounds very believable. No, not a drop of blood, neither. Just a clean, a clean blow in a kid's head. What the hell? Literally. Folded the body up and just walked away like it was his briefcase. Okay. The most, second most insane thing I ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what the most insane thing was. The most insane thing was a couple nights later when I saw him do it to two kids. Okay. So, you, so you've seen John Oates, you've seen John Oates knock, like literally knock the head off their shoulders. Pops right off. Wow. Okay. So, so you talked Oates out of, out of doing that to Trump. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And so ever since then, Trump, he, he liked me and it was a situation I took full advantage of making him give me free concert tickets, dinners, helicopter rides. But at one point, maybe like around season two of The Apprentice, even I was like, you know, this ain't worth it. This cat is as toxic as anything Lloyd Kaufman ever created. See, no, Lloyd Kaufman, he's a, he's no, a filmmaker. Okay, I know who, Roy, I know who Lloyd Kaufman is when you say more toxic. He created Toxic Avenger. Oh, my God. We got a real Roger Egbert here. It's not that. Oh, okay. Just go on, please. Uh, okay. So, anyway, so Trump calls me, you know, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes, nobody knows that asshole town better than you, Roy. Tell me what I need to do to get this back on track. So I go, look, you circus peanut face, small handed monstrosity. There's tens of millions of Americans out there and even more people in other countries who think you're the worst thing that ever happened to this planet since Billy Squire danced around in those jammies in the Rock Me Tonight video. And he goes, oh, I love that video. And I was like, no. And I said, I ain't even going to get into you thinking you could officially change October 31st from Halloween to Trump-a-ween. Trump, Trump-a-ween. Yeah, he what, never what, said what it is, but, but what do you think it would be? What Trump-a-ween would be? What could that be? Some kind of holiday where people dress like him? I think it's partly that, but I also think all the kids, that have, when they get their candy, they have to send it to the White House. Okay. So that's what trump he wanted to do this, but he never explained it. Exactly, yeah. So that's okay. just my guess, yeah. So, so then I go, look, these people think you're Stupid, racist, sexist, corrupt, inept, evil, the wrongest person on earth for the job you got. A job you only want to keep because your ample ass needs to stay out of the hut. But those people, Mr. President, they never, ever mention that you're also a depraved sexual predator. And he goes, you know what, Roy? You're right. So I go, if you want to turn this thing around... First thing you gotta do is you gotta wear a brand spanking new white baseball cap with a giant 45 on the side. It's super presidential, super cool, and it commands huge respect. Okay. Couple, 
couple minutes later, I get a photo from Hope Hicks. Yeah, she's cool, right? It's a photo of Trump with a seven-inch single tape to a white baseball cap. So <laughs> he, he, he took you literally, and you said put a giant 45 on the side of the hat, and then he taped an actual seven-inch 45 record to his hat? Hard to believe, but I think that might be the dumbest thing that he's done in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what record I, it was? I, I do, yes. It, it was the first pressing of the Misfits first single, Cough Cool. One of like 500, super valuable, and he ruins it by putting it on that dumb hat. That uh, Well, that's an... I, I had no idea Trump has any awareness or connection to the misfits, the band, the misfits. Oh, yeah. Trump's been down with the misfits since like on the late seventies or something. And, and it's interesting because it's a story that never got any traction anywhere except for, uh, you know, like punknoise.com, horrorpop.net and, uh, Damien Abraham's side podcast, keeping it real with the D man. Have you heard that thing? I have not heard keeping it real with the D-man before. I did not know that he had that. It's, in, it's an interesting thing he does. Yeah, it's got some music, but most of it's about his pencil collection. It's Damien from the band Effed Up talking about his pencil collection. Big pencil file. No idea. The, the things I'm learning tonight. It's so boring. It's unbelievably boring. Do you know how many pencils he even has? I think he's up to like 7 million. 7 million pencils? Yeah, that's what's... He has like four houses and they're all just filled with pencils. All right. Well, Damien from Effed Up, I guess he's he's keeping it real. Then he, he is keeping it real with his pen, love of pencils. He is. So getting back to this whole thing... Trump kind of managed the Misfits for a, uh, a few years back in the early 80s. Really? He, even on tour, he was on tour with them that night in New Orleans when they busted into that cemetery and they got arrested for grave robbing. He ran off, right, the cops were coming up. He calls Fred, his father, and his father bails them all out. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it, you never hear that part of the story. And it, it, what's interesting is is that Donald was always trying to get Danzig to go back to the keyboard sound of that first Misfit single. You know, it was just like bass, drums, and keyboards. Uh-huh. Trump, Trump has never liked the hard guitar, you know, the distorted guitar stuff. It's it's really weird. The only real rockin' music he likes is uh, Three Doors Down, The Del Fuegos, and a little bit of Early Entombed. Entombed, who are like a death metal band, right? Yeah, like super heavy death death stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a weird guy, man. He is a weird guy. Hey, I'll tell you one one thing that's gotten lost in all this presidential election stuff. Yeah, it's the big news, the really big news, and that news is that New Jersey legalized. The sacrament. Yes, marijuana. I will say it's killing me that that cesspit legalized skunk before Pennsylvania. 
But I got to be honest, it's a very positive thing for yours truly. Business is already booming. It's already? What do, you, what do you mean it's business is already booming? I already set up a shop. But it's not legal yet. Uh, loosen your onesie for a second, okay? Roy Jr. did a ton of research on the legal... The, 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 the legat... The... The le- the leg what is Lega- it leg- legalities is that what you're trying to say? Say it again. Legalities. Yeah, that's it. Leg- the legal he's he's been doing a ton of research on the leg on the stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so Roy Jr. Roy Jr. found out that if a business is operated in a space between two states, neither of them states has jurisdiction of the business. And that's part of the anything goes bro clause of the 1934 Pennsylvania New Jersey Peace Accord. So look it up. I'm not going to look it up. I'll... Okay. Wait. So just tell me. Wait. You opened up shop. Yeah. What? What? I guess I what I want to know is like what and where is this shop? It's right here on the Tacony Palmyra Bridge. It's roughly between Wissanoming and the Pensalkin landfill. It's on the bridge? Yeah, it's right in the middle of the bridge. I, I, I'm not picturing it. Oh, well, picture like a toll booth, right? Like your standard toll booth? Uh-huh. That's what I'm in. And, you know, it looks just like a toll booth, but, you know, I've got, I've got the... Uh, got the united colors of of, of ganja flying on, on a little flag next to my uh pennsylvania and new jersey flags so mm-hmm. you know people will know what it is what it is and so basically people know to come up and do the secret knock oh, okay i'm very confused right now there's a secret knock Oh yeah, yeah. It's super easy to do, but but uh, it, you know you, you got to know it though. It, it, it's this. Got to be sixty two of these, and then you do like a little. It's like a finger trill. Eighteen and a half times, and then it's like, okay, what do you want? Yeah, it's, it sounds like a it sounds like a piece of cake. It's real easy. It's real easy, and and you know it's perfect because as you know, the air in New Jersey is too putrid for me to breathe. So this allows me to have pure Philly air pumped into my booth via a series of mid quality plastic tubes. And if God forbid I gotta go across the bridge to Jersey to take a squeeze or buy the magazine, I just pop on my gas mask for fresh non-Jersey air, and then I reattach my weed hose to the mask when I need to puff top on Roy's Joy. Wait, what? What is Roy's Joy? That's my patented line of designer nugs, vapes, dabs, edibles, and shatter. Okay. I got all kinds of strains too. Okay. Like what? I got Roxborough Rampage, Dune Nuggies. We talking about ganja? Alan Iverson let me use his picture on the package. It's so cool. We got gritty gummies. We're even teaming up with the king of Philly Rock for Kurt's Vile. Uh, 
Kurtz vial. Yes. What is that? It's a, small, it's a small nondescript vial that you wear around your neck. And, Tom, you're never going to guess what goes in the vial. Uh, it's marijuana. No, it's cocaine. Wait, what? You... Yeah. Look, don't tell no one, but I'm also selling coke. Don Jr. and his very sophisticated, very even-keeled lover, Kimberly, they're my best customers. So you're just selling coke on a toll uh, from a toll booth on the middle of a bridge. What? You make it sound tawdry. Well, it is tawdry. This is this is questionable, Roy. This is very questionable. I don't know. We could we could we could bat that back and forth all night. You know, everyone's got different opinions about everything. I think. Mm-hmm. Hey. Speaking of the stuff, yeah, it's too early to be sure, but I've been hearing from my DC peeps that you might be talking to the next secretary of Kush. Wait, there's a, I've never heard a cabinet position called the secretary of Kush. I'm not even sure that exists. Oh, check it out. Weed has been a has been a huge part of pretty much every administration going back to like the 1800s. Seriously, there's there's been a secretary of Kush since at least FDR was president. They just don't make a big deal about it because everyone has a giant stick up their asses when it comes to the dankness. That's an actual quote from Harry Truman. Look it up. But make sure you spell the dankness right, okay? Okay, when I search that, I'll make sure I spell the dankness right. Okay. Well, look, Abraham Lincoln even spoke about the benefits of herb at the Gettysburg's address, but it didn't make. Wait, hold it- on, it. Wait. Go. Yeah. No. Go. 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 I want. I want to hear where you're going with this. Oh, I was just going to say that you know he he. He talked about it there, but it didn't make it into the final record because the dude who was writing it all down, he had to go to the bathroom, so it didn't make it in. And I'll tell you, I've seen at least two sketches of Lincoln after that speech where he's doing rips from a bong, a Union soldier fashioned out a hardtack and a wooden leg. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is now, now you're done explaining this. I was going to ask you about what is the name of the address he signed? The Gettysburg's address. Get Gettysburg, not get these birds. What is it? No, it's it's no, it's 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 get these birds address. Mm -hmm. And okay, I've never heard, but I I, that I I had that question at first. Now that is just dwarfed by the thought that Lincoln was talking about weed during the speech, and then smoking it after the speech. From a from a bong out of a wooden leg? And, and hardtack. Uh, oh, oh, and hardtack, too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Look, anyway, check this out. Mm-hmm. Word, word is Biden's talking about me to his inner circle. 
I keep hearing about it. I'm hearing he knows nobody got their ear more to the street than one Royden Ziegler. I'm also hearing they might change the title to Secretary of Crippler, Chronic, or maybe even Chiba. Who knows? That they're going to change the name of the, 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 of the, the whatever the department is. Yeah, Secretary. yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. Getting a call. Yeah, PBR in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. 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 Okay, thank you, sir. Oh my God! What what what's going on, Roy? Oh my God! You're not going to believe this, Tim. Tom, it's Tom. Come on. What is? Uh, 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 yeah, you're right. It is Tom. Tom, that was President-elect Vitamin. Biden. What is it again? Biden. You, I, even, I, I, you I, even said it at one point. I did. Okay. I'm, okay. B-I-D-O-N? B-I-D, no, uh, E, E. E-N, okay, E, okay. Yes. That, that's, I should remember that, okay. He don't want me to be Secretary of Cush. Well, well, I'm sorry to hear that. It sounds like you were very excited about it. So what what was all that yes, yes, sir, stuff, business going on? Like what he was me to be sec- Secretary of Transportation. I, I can't. I can't believe this. You just talked. You actually just talked to Joe Biden, and and I. I how how on earth is this possible? I don't know. I don't know. Man, I'm sorry. I gotta call him. I don't know. Maybe maybe he saw that viral video of me driving my dune buggy up the art museum steps after the Eagles won, or maybe he saw some of the cool muscle car sketches I did in art class back in junior high. Oh my god! What? Oh my god! Roy, wait. What? What? Is something? Biden just texted me from his personal phone. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. He, he says, Roy, this is my private cell phone. Please don't be put off by the photo. The photo? What, is, what photo? His profile picture, it, it's fellow famous Delawarean George Thurgood. And uh-huh. he wrote, Roy, I saw George many times at J.C. Dobbs on South Street back in the 70s. George loves Philly, and so does this Delaware boy. Let's make history. Oh, my God. This is insane. Hang on. I'm, I'm texting him right now about a cool idea I've got about bringing blimps back. Hang on. Blimps back. Yeah. Oh, yes. Public transportation is going to be great. People getting in blimps. Oh, wait. He just, he just wrote back. He wrote back. Don't worry, my friend. We'll have four glorious years to bring your ideas to fruit. 
fruit 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 what is it fruit fruition fruition that's it yeah oh yeah fruition yeah oh i guess he want he said Ellen says but until then i guess he wants me to click this attachment until then This is Secretary of Transportation Ziegler signing off. Wow. Oh, my goodness. He's Secretary of Transportation now. Well, God bless you, Roy. Or I guess Mr. Secretary, what do I have to call him? I'm going to play a quick record. Is that all right? Is my team ready for a quick record? Yes. All right. You sure you're ready? Yes. Yes. Uh, you're awesome. You're a good guy. Good guy. Pat Byrne, good guy. Thank you. Well, guess what, Pat? What's that? This is CNN. No. This is the sweet. That's right. The sweet, one of the old hits from the show. We're just burning through the old. Whoop. Boom. How about that? Sorry, Tom. The classic, the classic, uh, bed music is not playing. Well, let me skip the track. What's that? Trying to play the classic bed music, but it's not. Uh, just ditch it, baby. Pat, what's up? Not a whole lot. It feels good to be back. How's, how's everything been for you over the last uh, few months? Well, I grew a beard. Uh, okay. Pretty gnarly beard. How's that working for you? Well, it's, it's on me. It's not going anywhere. It's a lot easier to just not shave. Um, since we last spoke, I'm still working from home. Okay. I'd like to think I'm showering more than I was then. I never thought showering was an issue for you. <laughs> I mean, the more I thought about it, I was, uh, you know, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing a healthy, uh, three to four times a week now. All right. How about you? Oh, I'm showering, uh, Daily. That's good. I'm all right. 
You excited about the, uh, oh, I don't know. What a weird world. Pat, I'm glad you're here. I miss you. I miss you too. You're a good guy. Pat's a good guy. Thank you. You too. Any other exciting news? I've been going through a ton of my old stuff, you know, because I'm I'm slowly moving out of my apartment. Yeah. Okay. I'm engaged now. What? Yes. Well, let's hear more about that. Friend of the show, Mindy Tucker, photographer extraordinaire. One of the greatest photographers only. Her greatness as a photographer only exceeded by her greatness as a human. No, I I agree. One of the true nice people I've ever met. So I I got engaged. I got hitched. Well, congrats. Mazel tov. Got pre-hitched. Thank you. Quar engaged. Quar engaged. But we're, uh, we're, yeah, we're slowly trying to figure out how to, uh, find a place and all that. And I've been going through a ton of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I found some just crazy stuff that I didn't think I had. And like one what? of them was a, uh, a lot of flyers, tons of flyers from, okay. you know, age 16 to now. And on one of the flyers, I saw at the very, very bottom of the flyer, the tiniest font, a local Legion Hall or wherever it was. The opening band was My Chemical Romance. The pride of New Jersey. They would always say on stage, they were from Newark. Newark. Are they from Newark, actually? It's jury's out. I don't know. And here's here's the thing. When when they when they blew up, I was in college, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I was, you know, they're saying they're from North Jersey. I was a part of that punk scene for like three four years. Like, where I don't remember seeing them ever. And then I'm going through my stuff, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, they were the opening band on this show. My Chemical like, Romance. And now look at them. Yeah. Like now them with this, they got the re, they had reunion shows lined up that did not happen, I believe, right. because of all the quarantine. Yeah. But yeah. And then they, all the disappointed, troubled teens who were going to see them now are denied a chance to see my chemical romance when I was a young boy, right? I walked along the black parade and I sang the song everybody said. I'm sad. I'm sad. Now watch me do a comic book (laughs) and leave rock and roll behind. My chemical romance. I remember they would do like signings at like vintage vinyl. That sounds about right. Yeah. I wonder if well, they're going to I hope so. Well, Pat, seems like you got a flyer that's worth a million dollars. million dollars. I also found a $100 bill that I'm pretty sure is counterfeit. There's only one way to find out. Bring it to Bayonne. You got to slip that thing to somebody. 
right? But a mean person, you gotta you gotta buy it at a mean person store. You don't want some good person getting ripped off. They say you always find money when you clean, but that's the only that's the only bill that I found, and it was. I, I showed it to my to my roommate. I'm like, this is guy. He looked at it. He's a bartender. He's like, this is fake. I'm like, yeah. I think that's why it's just in a pile of stuff because I didn't know what to do with it. You got to slip that on somebody. Right? It's before the hologram. Before the hologram. So it's one of those old, old-timey bills. It's not super old-timey, but it's like that that level in between, you know, when the, when the uh, president was centered right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then before the hologram. So somewhere like, let's say, early to mid-2000s. I don't know. Yeah. Well, why don't you take it to, uh, why don't you take it to the My Chemical Romance show in 2027? Yeah. When that's... they finally get to do these reunion shows. I'm for one excited that they're back, that the boys are back in town, the My Chemical Romance boys. My Camro, I call them. And Mike, uh, the other My Camro heads. We'll catch up with you in like five or six years when more than 50 people can be in one venue. Well, Pat, I'm glad you're there. Glad to be here. Now, there's a song that's been stuck in my head, and I'm not talking. I'm talking to myself now, Pat. The song, it's been stuck for months. I have not been able to figure this out. It goes like this. It's like a 70s song where I asked people on Twitter and they were kicking it around and trying to place it. Nobody got it, but I couldn't sing it to anybody. It's like a, like a, uh, R&B type song that has one of like those, the drums are like that kind of whatever the setting is on a, on an organ that like records would use kind of like, like Shuggy Otis kind of had the feel a little bit. It, but it's, I don't think it's him. It's like the. Like, like, and then it's like, like almost like a, like a keyboard bossa nova sound. Like from an old organ. And then it has like a keyboard that goes like, we'll be like, Who can place that? Anybody can place that. You get five cents from me. Five cents. Maybe a nickel, maybe five pennies. No, I, I, I cannot place it. It's like a boom, like a, like a boom. Help! Who can help me place that? Now I'll give two, two dollars. Now look, best show's back. We're gonna do it every week. One thing to keep in mind here. I appreciate it. We're over at Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. 
and I've been giving away the the best show. Uh, the money that's coming in while we weren't doing the shows that gets goes to charities, and I apologize for not listing all the stuff. I'm I'm doing five hundred things at once here. I'll list all that stuff. I still have a little bit more money to give, and I will give it. I ain't keeping no money from the run when there was no shows. You know, any 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 money the show made, I'm not not being kept because there was no show. So that's the I'm not going to profit off of uh, an absence of shows. So if you were giving money during that time, just know it's going to uh, it's going to good charities. And um, yeah, but now here's the plan, man. Best show's back. What I'm going to do is do a sticker, a sticker, right? Do a sticker because everybody likes this best show flag sticker that came out last week. We did. It wasn't a sticker. Best show flag logo that uh, my guy Jeff Owens did the amazing, the super talent, my metal hand, Jeff Owens, the genius. Jeff T. Owens. I make a sticker out of that. And people are just, some people I know are going to be like, American flag. It's like, you know what? At some point, it's nauseating that this thing only means one, that you live here, and this thing is only a symbol of one thing. It should be an open, it's like, why? Why, why do the monsters claim it? Monsters can't just claim that thing. Look, am I excited about it? Not really. I'm not walking around an American flag shirt. I'm not flying old glory anytime. But it's, it's like, we're here. We're here too. And we won. We won. So you know what? Best show flag sticker. We're going to start making them. And you know what else we're going to do? Everybody. Everybody who's giving to the Patreon $5 or more as of December 1st, we're going to get gets a sticker. We'll put them in the mail. So just make sure if you're doing five or more uh, supporting the Patreon for the best show, we're sending stickers out. They are being, they have been ordered. They're getting made and they're going to get shipped out. Everybody gets one. If you're given five bucks or more over at the Patreon, uh, for the best show, patreon.com slash the best show. American flag sticker. Only for people from the Patreon. Now somebody's saying, a couple of people saying, why can't we live together by Timmy Thomas? Hmm, let's see. This is it. It's gonna go brink, brink, right? Get ready. Brink, brink. Here it comes. Brink, brink. Give it to me. 
Any second now, this thing's gonna go brink, brink, and I'm gonna smash my hands with this window to celebrate. Come on, Timmy Thomas, brink, brink. Here we go. Here it goes. Right now. Here it goes. You hear that? Brink, brink. Whoever that was, who sent that through? First one to send it through, two people on Twitter. You each get $2. I'll track you both down. Brink, brink. What a relief. How about we do that on the show next week? We do the songs that, if you have a song that you can't, if there's a thing that's haunted you forever, you can sing it and we'll see if the audience, if we can all collectively guess it for you. That's what next week, that's what we'll do on next week's show. The thing where it's bugging you and you can't, you can't place it. But we got a smart audience and people are going to help figure it out. Yeah, so anyway, show's back. And think about it. The 20th anniversary of the show, I said on the, on the, on the little preliminary episode I did last week, 20 years started this. Right before Bush v. Gore. Right before that, October of 2000, the best show began 20 years ago. And now look how different the world is since it started. But we're still here. The world's different. Everything's different. Things are, it's like, look, did nobody, George W. Bush is the modern day heavyweight champion of body counts, I guess, right? But it's uglier now. This is the ugliest. He was the murderiest and now this is the but this is the meanest and ugliest time that we're in and it's gross sometimes it's really gross it's hard to function it's like it's like it's like what if the new york post got hit by lightning and became the president where every day is an outrageous headline Something to just sell more newspapers to get a rise out of you, get your blood boiling. And then another one comes along tomorrow, just like the, 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 just like the paper. That's what it's like. It's been living, it's been like living in the New York Post. But you know, it's look like, like a, a, potentially things can change a little bit. And I know, look, is Joe Biden my favorite? No. It's like that guy? No. But you know what? And it's like, it's just, you gotta get some of these, you gotta get the bill of bars out and the, 
Betsy DeVos is out. And it's like, that's different. That's a, at least that those mutants go away. And everyone's, they got to reach across the aisle. No, they got to reach across the aisle. We won. We. I ain't win. I win nothing. But it's just things like they're the, they're playing the dirtiest of dirty pool. Both sides play dirty pool, but this is the this is next level dirty pool. And then my two cents, you, 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 they they got to take a step since we got the bat. They play dirty pool like where they would hit you with the pool like a pool ball. You'd be like, oh, I heard you play dirty pool, and then then you get clonked on the head by uh by uh the uh. By an actual pool ball on a sock, you you wake up bloodied on the floor of the of the the bar. So that's on them, man. They gotta pull it together. They are the ones that supported a monster. They put a monster there. That's on them forever. They got to, they got to own. They put a monster there. None of this. It's not, a, it's him, not us. No. What we got to do is take care of uh, business. We got to make sure everybody's getting looked after. Take care of our own. Look out for people. That's all you can do. You got to use your right. You got to use your power. So everybody danced and jumped on the roof of the cars and everything. That was fun over the weekend. But. We gotta just do what we gotta do to actually take care of people that actually need to be taken care of and looked after and supported. That's on us, no matter who's in office. Gotta look toward the future with that. Some of these fossils, man. Some of these fossils, they wanted the old, the old game don't fly no more. I'm going to say this. I've been doing this 20 years. You know what? You start getting older. I never understood this. When these people start getting older and then they start getting like conservative and, and, and tighter and, and, and just like just boring and why would you do, why would you do that? Like, why would you? Why would the luxury of being alive, first of all, and realizing it's your life, and then also just being around for a little longer, you figure some stuff out. Now you can start getting, you turn into, you could be a weirdo. Why would you be less, why would you get more just boring and, 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 and conventional when you get stuck getting older, you're stuck getting weirder? That's a gift. Nobody's going to stop you. Stop being conservative. 
I'm telling you, if I'm doing this thing, like I said last week, I'm doing this. This is the, this, we're not stop starting this thing anymore. This is it. This version of the show, this is the, this is the final iteration of the best show. Is it, it could go for six months. It could go for two years. I don't know, but we're sliding all the chips in on this version of it. This is, uh, this is like, uh, this tonight's show is like, uh, uh, we're shaking off the rust. So if I sound a little rusty, that's because I am. And we're working the tech stuff out. We got a new board. New board showed up. I'm approaching this as like this with this version of the show. Everybody's got two strikes. Everybody, including me. If you don't bring it, and you're not doing it right, you're out. Myself included. If I look in the mirror and I'm like, I've been stinking it up, that's over. If you're not on board, and you're not playing it right, and you're not focused, you're out. Two strikes. Pat, two strikes. Got it. Tom, two strikes. Cause I'm not doing this if we're not doing it at a high level. And we're not, do- I'm not doing this if we're going to just do retread stuff. Gotta, gotta make this thing count, man. That's why the whole only, only reason to do it is for it to count. This is going to count. You're all, you're going to look back and you're going to say, you know what? That SOB did it again. He kept re, he kept redoing it. He did something nobody did in this whole game. I saw this thing before it even started. I remember when Jesse Thorpe came to me and he's like, you should do, and he didn't even know how to say it. He was like, podcast, pod, he couldn't even pronounce it. Podcasting. We did this. We did this thing for five years before there was such a thing. It was me. What's his face with his, the, the one guy with the thing. And then, uh, the Ricky Gervais. That's who was here. Forever dog was that forever dog is a gleam in, in uh, Brett's eyes. Back then, Brett was too busy staring at his uh Jason Richardson poster. Did he play for the Hawks, Brett? I don't think he had a. I don't think he was on the Hawks. No, who am I? Who? What's a good Hawk then? Why am I missing a good Hawk here? You know, uh, Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. You were busy staring at your Stacy Augman poster. Plastic man. I'm telling you, we're not doing this. We're not doing it at the high level. We're out. And I'm holding myself to that every week. And I'm holding everybody on this bleeping staff to that. And I know I floated the idea of cursing on the show and stuff. I'm taking that off the table. We do this. We do this right. You want to say things, you find a way to say. You don't have to toilet mouth it up. 
No toilet mouthing it up. You hear me? Everybody's on notice. Two strikes. Pat, two strikes. How many strikes you got, Pat? Um, when I miscued the bed, does that count as one? No, that's not, that's fine. Let's okay, okay. see, human error. Okay, so I got, I got, I hope I have zero, I guess. No, you got two. We all got two. Two. What's the other guy's name, Dudio? Yes. He's got two. Two strikes, Dudio. Does that mean a strike goes away? And then I have one strike. No, you got two. It means you, it means you either, either you keep, you keep, you're working that batter down right now. You're just trying to stay alive at the plate. <laughs> Every time you get a hit, you step back up to the plate with two strikes. It's not baseball. Did I say it was baseball? No, it's Tomball. Tomball, two strikes, you get to the plate. So one more strike in Tomball and I'm out. Yeah. Okay. One more and I'm out. I can do that. Oh, you're gonna. I'm glad <laughs> I know. you said you could. Yeah. That's it. There's one, there's one, one set of rules here. One strike and you're out. And that goes for every one of you listeners too. Two strikes and you're out. I'll shut this whole thing down. I'm not gonna, no listener gonna tell me what to do. Tell me how it is. You're out too. We're all out. We all get one strike. I'll bounce all you out. Cause just as quickly as I'll bounce me out. We all got two strikes. Cotton Mather. We're Cotton Mather territory right now. Sinners in the hand of an angry God. Some Old Testament biz going down here. Sinners in the hand of an angry podcaster. Two strikes, you're on. Now, what are you up to, Dudio? You're driving me nuts. I see this thing. I can say this. What's driving you nuts? This guy... We shut the thing down for a little bit. Next thing I see, oh, I got two new podcasts. Oh, I'm me and my big buddy Drew Barrymore hanging out. I'm keeping busy. This guy's hanging out with Drew Barrymore now. Yeah. yeah. He's all over this Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore's got this talk show now. This guy's on it. Suddenly, he's, hey, I'm on the Drew Barrymore show. What? You're in the studio audience? No, I'm on it. What, what did you think it? the first time you saw that, though? Were you, you sweeping the floors? No, I'm on camera. <laughs> and then I watch it, and it made me want to barf how well you did on camera. I loved it and oh, hated it you. at the same time. That's the highest I said, compliment. I said this. I said this magnificent sob. <laughs> I gotta give him credit. He's on the Drew Barrymore show, and he's making it count. Thank you. Sinners in the hand of an angry pod. That's what I, that's what I wanted. That's, that's what it should be. Thank you, Velvet Punderground. Blah! That's your name. That's the worst name I've ever heard. And you have a pun. 
Your name is Velvet Punderground, and you're on his Goy division. Well, well, what's going on? What are you, Norm Crosby reincarnated? So I watch this thing. This guy's all over. The- How many times have you been on? Three? I've been on three. Uh, twice on Zoom and once in the studio. And he goes on and he eats. What were you eating? A turkey sandwich or something? Uh, the first, <laughs> the first time it was Brock's turkey dinner, candy corn. Mm-hmm. And then the second time it was, uh, maple cream Oreos and, uh, spicy pumpkin samosas from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. The third one was the spicy ghost donut from Dunkin' Donuts, the one you guys were talking about earlier. And how was that? It was good. It just kind of tasted like a red hot. There wasn't much heat. Just a little cinnamony. So and it's like then, a cinnamon donut. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you can it's you can taste how they're trying to do like a pepper thing, but it's just don't do the show here. Yeah, save it for Drew. <laughs> and no, then the I'm other- very proud of you. And all kidding aside, I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Tom. Thank I was you, Tom. truly thrilled for you to see you on there. It's very exciting, and you deserve it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. But I'm glad we're back here. Yeah. I'm very happy to be back. And here. what are these other podcasts you have going now? Well, I have one with my mom and sister called Mom Rock, where we're actually going through all of the music that our mom loved when we were younger and kind of influenced what we love mm-hmm. and talking to her about the memories and stuff. And she doesn't remember most of it. And she kind of hates the music that we're bringing up. And she told me the podcast was boring. Um, but we're having a good time doing it. It's nice to be able to talk to my mom. It's not like I can go and uh, fly and see her. So what is the, what, like, what's a song that you would play on the show? Well, the first episode is about, uh, Kiss from a Rose because mom, Kiss from a Rose by Seal by Seal because she loved that. She had the kiss single in the family van and that was pretty much the only song that played from 1995 to 1997. I, I brutal. You should know my power, my pleasure, my pain. Yeah. So your mom liked that back then, doesn't like it so much. Hates now. it now. No. Hates she's it. just not into it. So. Mm-hmm. And we've had some, what we've other had songs some... are you going to do? Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the <laughs> bodies. Your mother like huge, drowning pool. Huge drowning pool fan. It's probably her Whoa. favorite. We talk a lot about soundtracks because she listens to a lot of soundtracks and she like did. What's one, a soundtrack she listens to? She listens to the, to the Dark Knight Returns soundtrack mm-hmm. a lot. Which had Kiss from a Rose on it? No, no, it was just, that oh, she, Dark she liked, she, the Dark Knight soundtrack with the, the so Hans this is the Zimmer music score. your mother listens to in the car. Your mother gets in the car and suddenly <laughs> it turns on like, <laughs> yeah. Also <laughs> like those Hans Zimmer. Yes. <laughs> like uh, the tubas. Yeah. Does she only like Batman soundtrack related? It feels like it. It feels like that's the case. Well, but she also a, knowing you, that makes sense though. With the podcast hey, shipment called Bat Dance. <laughs> she doesn't like Bat Dance though. So, but it, so your mom is cranking. Basically anything she she goes to the record store and if Batman's on the cover of an album, she buys it. She picks it up. Like the U two song, she likes that. I'm here for your Batman. Where's the Batman section? (laughs) 
your, your mom goes to the record store. She's like looking around like, can we help you, uh, ma'am? It's like, where are your Batman records? <laughs> Batman records. Yeah, like soundtrack to Batman, uh, you know, kiss from a rose, the, the bat dance, Batman, like that. Would she listen to that? She loves it all. She loves it all. So there's that podcast. And what's the other one? I'm uh, producing a podcast for Kristen. Uh, she's doing a general hospital recap podcast. Okay. Called, called, uh, talking GH with my mom. And did she go back to the beginning? No, they start. So general hospital was the first show to come back from the pandemic. Mm hmm. And so we just thought it would be a good idea to watch it. And Kristen's mom, Marsha, has watched the show for 30 years. So Kristen's kind of going through it, kind of, you know, reliving and remembering watching it with her mom back in the day while, uh, you know, getting into the current storyline and everything. And the head writers of General Hospital listened to the show. They actually sent a gift pack to uh, Kristen's mom. That's very exciting. Yeah. But I also am going to say... And don't take this the wrong way. Of course they're listening to it. <laughs> I think it's, about, it's the only podcast that even <laughs> acknowledges they exist. <laughs> there's got to be others. I think there's others. There's no other generally. Kristen's got the the fast track on the General Hospital podcast. Well, it's very exciting. Yeah. It's been good. It's been good. And Drew has been. You. Are you going to be back on anytime soon? Whenever they want me to come on and uh, eat something weird, I, I will do it. Yeah. I'm their food dude. Next thing you, I turn senior around. food correspondent. Yeah. Yeah. You turn around. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to be eating enchiladas on uh, Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> I would. I would. Oh, oh, I know you would. Don't judge- worry. That was not, that was not in question. <laughs> It's got to go to the opening of a car, uh, an envelope. I, I will say that they had asked me to come. They checked on my availability to come back because my segment when I was in studio got cut in half. Mm-hmm. There were two more things that I was going to try. Okay. And they were going to see if I could come back, but then they, uh, they weren't able to bring me back because it was already booked up with Ross Matthews. Okay. And then Ross Matthews was there for like three weeks. Okay. So I, I honestly don't know if I'm coming back. What, was he quarantining? <laughs> I think he was quarantining on set in front of the camera. Look, if they, if they don't bring you back, that's their loss. Thank you, Tom. You come crawling back to the best show. Oh, I'm not crawling back. I'm here. No, but you get that a little bit of the pep in your step. Knocked a little bit of the wind out of your sails. Well, you know, I, I did get a few more things on my IMDb, so it's it's it, been a star meter didn't rise, but it's great. You're great. I got my own other podcast called Double Threat, which is fantastic. Thing, yeah, I, yeah, no, I know. It's me and Julie Klausner, and we're ripping it up, and we're going to we're making it funny, and it's so funny. So the way I sees it now. Double Threat drops on Mondays. Best Show drops on Tuesdays. You get the back-to-back right there. 
That's how that's shaking out. What do you think of that, Brett? I love it. Brett that's, a, that, that's a double threat of its own right there. Thank you. That's the true double threat. Double threat, single Brett. Happily married. Hap- no, no, happily married, but, but in terms of podcast land, you're, uh, single and looking to mingle. Who's good on Forever Dog Network? What's a, what's a hot show that we can talk, that we can plug? Oh man, we got the, uh, you know, we got the, the guys that podcast the ride. Uh, I plug them because I know they, uh, they've had very nice things to say about, uh, Double Threat. So yeah. I think, uh, Double Threat listeners would love, best show listeners would love. And podcast that's Scott Gardner. Scott Gardner. Yes. Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan. Yeah. And they, uh, they do their thing and it's very exciting where they'll go on and say like, uh, I went on a Ferris wheel. And then they get handed a giant bag of money. That's the kind of podcast I need, man. I misplayed this whole thing. Got this Joe Rogan. All this guy does, he gets in a a sensory deprivation tank filled with money now. He fills it with cash. Maybe the top, uh, I'm, I'm saying top 50 dumbest people in America, that guy. And somehow he's in a position, he almost moderated a debate for president. I played it wrong, but you know what? I'm at the plate now. Two strikes. Fouling them off. Protecting the zone. That's how you're playing Tom Ball. The other thing I didn't tell you about Tom Ball is, uh, they're throwing soccer balls at the plate. That's how you play in Tom Ball. And you don't have a bat. You have like a, uh, uh, one of those plastic kiddie pools. Not filled with water. Don't worry. And you got to swing that and hit the, hit the volleyball, get it to like, you got to try to catch it in it. That's how you play tomball. Try to catch it in the little, one of those blue kiddie pools. Those ones where even when you're three, you're disappointed by it. Or even just like, I think there's better pools than that. Like even babies know the, that those kind of stink. Yeah, man. Double threat. What else we got? Speaking of money, speaking of Joe Rogan got a hundred million. Now they're talking that Donald Trump was going to get a hundred million dollar book deal. Hundred million. They know his people. They can't read, right? This better be audio books. They're going to do an inordinate amount of audio books on that one. Read his book. It'll be like a Bazooka Joe comic. What if it's just 500 pages of Bazooka Joe comics? He gets a hundred million dollars. Speaking of, uh, of, uh, other podcasts over at patreon.com slash the best show we've been doing so far, which is the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, uh, catalog 
review year by year. And there should be another episode. Jason, we're going to drop another episode of that this week. We're going to drop uh, episode six on Thursday because it's Neil's 75th birthday. Yes. It's very exciting. So that episode will take us to 1980. 7980. Yeah. 7980. And we'll, we'll finish that out. We'll finish so far out and start picking it back up. I'll tell you this, man. I'm done with this fast food. Done with it. When that election stuff was going down. I just ate filet of fish sandwiches like they were, like they were the only food available. I'm sick of it. We want to throw up. Like I said, I, I really do think if I was cut open now, tartar sauce would come out. You got to get strong, everybody. We're on the right side of things. Get strong. Let's get, let's get a little healthy, everybody. We got past the election. They want, they want to do the thing the way they do it. They do it that way. We're going to be like, just like the song I played to start the show, Miss Shapes. You check those lyrics out. That's us. Not going to use guns. We're not going to use bombs. We got the one thing that we got more of. We, our, our minds. It's our turn. It's our turn. It's Tom time. And it is Tom time. I'm at the play with two strikes. My book, I finished my book more or less. Fine. Home stretch on that. Only a couple people have seen it. I'm going to just say this. Get some raves. Raves. Nobody's going to believe what's in this thing. Almost, most of it has never been on the air. Most of it. Never on the air. You think you're going to open this book, it's going to be like me telling stories where suddenly it's like, and then there's the time that then I got a call from e for legs, chapter e for legs chapter. No! I'm so mad. Where'd this come from? You know where? The competitive spirit is where it came from. Now, there's not going to be chapters about that. Do you think you're in the book, uh, studio? Probably not. Pat, what do you think? Yes. You do think you're in it. Interesting. Okay, I'm going with Pat now. Now I'm taking both of you out. <laughs> both barely in it. It's already at the printers. No, it's not. I'll slash that stuff tonight. <laughs> I'll just run lines right through it. Now, most of these stories, almost the whole thing is unknown to the listener. Like I say in this book, and it's called It Never Ends. It comes out next year. Book starts off funny. Then it gets not funny. And it gets funny again. I said that that's what it was going to be years ago. I said that's what it's going to be. And that's what it is. Somebody read it. And there's not some, there's not some, uh, some, uh, uh, Joe Six Pack I'm talking about read this thing. Although it is. This is a guy, uh, is a guy 
Ronnie Bronstein. You know that name? Oh, maybe you saw Uncut Gems. He co-wrote that. He said, it's like Proust, which I don't know what that means, by way of Mad Magazine. I have no idea what the first half of that means, but I do know what the second half means. So I'm assuming he thinks it's kind of like the lighter side. Roger Kaputnik and whatnot. Remember those live Dave Berg, Roger Kaputnik? How has that not been uh, turned into a, a, a movie or a TV series? That's what Mad TV should have been. Should have just been Roger Kaputnik at the doctor's office. Where's Mike? Have you ever considered rebranding? Have I ever considered rebranding? Yeah. Rebranding what? Here's my pitch. The best show, universe. Here's the catchphrase. I'm paraphrasing from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Very famous play. Always be expanding. Always be expanding. With the universe. You get it? You get it with the universe? Thing? Oh, no, I get it. I get it. Oh, I got <laughs> it. I got it. The universe keeps going out. It's going out, even as we speak. Pat, how many strikes you have? <laughs> two. Jason, how many strikes do you have? I'm sitting at two. Mike, how many strikes do you have? I've got two. That's right. And I have two also. Now, Mike, you've spent your time over the over the break. You, you're recapping. Rolling Stone put a top 500 albums of all time list out. And you are dutifully going through it album by album. It's not easy. Well, it's not that hard either, to be honest. <laughs> no, no I, I would say, you know, I, I, I'm familiar with at least, yeah, I've gone through 100, and I would say about 75% I was familiar with in the first 100. Yeah, and I've tracked these things because you tweet about them. You got mad. I was one. I was. I was wondering. You got wondering. bad taste, Mike. You got questionable <laughs> taste sometimes. I, I was wondering which which review. You, you you held back. I give you credit. I, you know, I thought suicide. You know, you might jump out. Oh no, I thought about suicide when I read the <laughs> list. Also, you mentioned oh the band I, suicide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I um. The, no, uh, I saw that thing and I was like, yeah, your you, teeth. You, you you're throwing these things out, and some of them are <laughs> ridiculous. Some of them you're out of your depth. Other uh, ones are right in your wheelhouse. I'm trying to give an honest appraisal. What's been the biggest surprise? Because you've done a hundred of them so far. Uh huh. What's been the biggest surprise of those hundred albums you reviewed? The one that sort of stands out, and I was kind of surprised I didn't really know about it, was uh, I really like the uh, Isley Brothers album. Um, I don't have the title. Uh, you know, I had like a, a, you know, the essential Isley Brothers. I mean, I, you know, I like the Isley Brothers, but mm-hmm. 
that was an interesting album where they did like sort of funky versions of like a James Taylor song and, you know, sort of uh middle of the road type songs. Mm-hmm. And uh I really enjoyed that one. That was sort of the one that stands out as like a nice surprise. Sure. And what's one that, that eluded you? Eluded me like, uh, the appeal of wit of the, album. Oh, Oh, well, you know, I, I've taken some flack for some of my hip hop reviews. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan, you know, I mean, I don't like profanity in music. That's oh yeah. God forbid. you. you, you. <laughs> I just don't like, you know, playing it around, you know, older people and, you know, at the bar. I don't like profanity. I like to keep it, you know, genteel. (laughs) Hey, I I can explain that uh, description of your book for you. Yeah, uh, the Proust by way of Mad Magazine, please. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Proust is a very dense writer. I mean, are you writing you know, page-long paragraphs? No, I write in uh, regular style. Did you did you write a 50-page description of how you lament uh, kissing your mother at night before bedtime? No, there's nothing about that. Oh, either. okay. So I don't know where he's, he's getting the Proust stuff. I mean, that's what Proust is. It's just dense, just overly long. I mean, to me, it's 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 overly long to the point of being boring, Mm -hmm. but some people love it. You know, it's very stylized. Do you write, uh, you know, a page length sentence? No, no, (laughs) it's all normal. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know where he's getting the Proust angle, you know, but what's Proust, what is in a Proust book? What are they about? It's, it's about Parisian, uh, you know, society you know just people moving amongst friends and having affairs and it's just you know uh yeah it's it's just uh parisian life maybe some gossip about different characters uh like i said i've never gotten past the 50 page the mm-hmm. the, the opening is 50 pages of uh marcel uh lamenting the fact that his mother won't come up and give him a kiss good night before going to bed. Yeah, that I that none of that's in this thing. <laughs> yeah. So uh the Mad Magazine, you know, that's at least gonna get you know, that makes it a little more intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm a big fan. Yeah. But uh that's a weird combination. Pat. Yes. You're back. I'm I'm here. Jason. Yes, Tom. You back? I'm here. Mike. I'm back. I'm back, Tom. And, uh, I'll, I'll throw this out here. You know, the, uh, the COVID, uh, vaccine is in the pipeline. I've already got Rite Aid Connect. I can get you into the back room. You know, the old timers are going to be lining up. But I can get you in the back room at the Rite Aid in Bayonne, get your shot, get in and out. I can make it happen. Well, I might take you up on that. <laughs> I might take you up on that. You got two strikes, Mike? Yeah. 
You can be nice to the listeners. I'll be nice. Not going to fight online anymore. Oh, yeah, no. All right. Let's be cool, all right? I'm cool. Listeners are nice. Don't fight. Two strikes on everybody. I'll throw myself out of here. I'll throw myself out. I might call my three strikes on myself right now. Might be it. Telling you. Sinners in the hand of an angry pod. That's the new rule. Cotton Mather stuff going down. You ever read Cotton Mather? Me? Yeah. No, man. That stuff doesn't tickle my fancy. All right. <laughs> it's like he's condemning you to hell all the time, right? Isn't that his thing? Yeah. That's what I'm doing here. I mean, I mean, I think I have some of that stuff. What would you recommend? Was there one that you really like? Cotton Mather? Yeah. I just like them all. I never read any of that stuff. <laughs> you seem like you were familiar with it. Yeah, I'm familiar with the idea of it. I'm not reading oh, okay. it. Okay. All right. I'm telling you. Anybody, anybody gay, anybody irks me now? You get the toilet. You get flushed. And that goes for me, callers. Brett, you're the only one without two strikes. That feels like a slippery slope. You know what? Now you got two strikes. <laughs> I don't like that. I didn't like that. I don't like the tone <laughs> in your voice. You're oh, just Brett. like the rest of us now. Two Brett, strikes. You shouldn't have done it. And I'm telling you, I'm also going to do another thing. All of you red bastards are on. You better be on your toes. All of you, Mike, Pat, Jason, Brett. I'm bringing another producer in here. And keep you all on your toes. And then I'll throw them out. I'll throw everybody out. I'm not doing this if I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm feeling bad about it, we're not doing it anymore. All right. Any calls, Pat? Tons, full board. Let's do the calls and I'm going to wrap it up because we're not going to do a, we'll, we'll wrap it up after these four calls. This person has been on hold the longest and they said they had a question for you, Tom. There's line three. Nah, I better, that better not be a mean question. Best show. I'm not doing it. Hey, knucklehead, turn your turn your uh, turn your computer speakers down. Maybe they fell asleep. There are four humans that are on hold right now. If you're one of them, consider <laughs> that I am talking to you right now. Of the four humans on planet Earth. Currently on hold. <laughs> Caller, we can hear your laugh. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Uh, hi, uh, this is Nicole. I wanted to ask uh, Tom a question uh, about what's the best movie he saw during quarantine. The best movie I saw during quarantine. I saw this thing. It wasn't a movie, but it's called... Tiger King. And I'm telling you, the weird world that this thing is all about, you are not going to believe it. There's this guy who calls himself Joe Exotic. 
and he's a real fun character. He kills tigers when they cost too much to feed. And he digs pizza ingredients out of a dumpster and feeds them to you. He's so much fun. Now, what is the best movie I saw? Um, it's a good question. Help me out here. And who is this caller? Nicole, you said? Yeah, Nicole. Where are you calling from, Nicole? Uh, San Jose. San Jose. What's a movie you saw during quarantine? Maybe I saw it. Uh, well, I saw Tenet. You saw that? Yeah, I did. In a theater? At a drive-in. Okay. And what happened after you saw it? Oh, you know a movie I like? Borat. Yeah. Friend of the best show. Jason Walliner directed it. So you like, you like Tenet or Tenet. Is it Tenet or Tenet? I think it's Tenet. Okay. And you, you saw that at a drive-in and did you honk your horn when you liked certain parts? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, at the end I did that. At the end you honked your horn. Yes. All right. Yeah, I didn't see that yet. I guess it's coming, it's coming, uh, on, uh, not on video anymore. There's no such thing. I'll check it out at some point. A lot of ads for it. A lot of ads. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. They're, they don't know what to do with that thing. Was it like all, is it like the usual Christopher Nolan stuff where it's like, and then like a building gets built up backwards or something? Yeah, it's very yeah. complicated. That's all I can say. You know a movie I like of his? Dunkirk. Mm. It's a good Did you ever one. See, you ever see that? Yeah. Did you like Dunkirk? <laughs> yeah, I actually did. Mm, me too. All right. Anything else, Nicole? No. Thanks for answering my question. Of course. You have a great night. Thank you. Next call. Thanks. Best show. How are you? But who's this? This is Jeff. Jeff, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Blackwood. Uh, New Jersey. You know who that is? I don't. Uh, um, I got a question for you, though. You um, I'm doing the best show. I'm digging it a lot. I love the music you're playing. Um, Double Threat was hilarious. Julie was funny. And uh, I see you had Greg Cartwright on a couple times. I've recently discovered his brilliance over quarantine. I want to know what your favorite Greg Cartwright thing is like an album or like a band. Favorite Greg Cartwright, this is what you do, Junior. You go get the album Too Much Guitar and you start there. All right? That's a, that's a raining sound record, right? Yeah, it is. All right. I don't know. Check it out. I'm you on build, it. You build out from there. 
All right, I'm on it. All right, you have a great night. You too. Next call. If you can't give me everything, don't you give me nothing at all. Greg's a great songwriter. Super talent. Genius. Who do we got? Oh, hi. Hi. Nope. Who's this? Oh, uh, Simon. Simon, where are you calling from? Uh, Ontario, Canada. Mm, how's it going up there? Uh, good. We got a, we're at the tail end of a, a very warm period. Okay. Is that what you called to talk about? <laughs> no, I was just I just wanted to call and talk about the uh, one of the songs he was um, playing at the start. What's that? Uh, the Kiwi Junior song. Yes, of course you would because that's your those are your hometown heroes. They are my hometown heroes. Them's that's good. Why I said that. Good, good Torontonians. Yeah. What would you like to say about Kiwi Junior? Oh, I just I I just wanted to talk about their latest album and uh, yeah. What do you want to say? Let's hear it. Tell me about Kiwi Junior. Well, actually, I just I I wanted to hear what Tom had to say about them. I like them enough to play them on the show. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I am looking forward to the album. I uh, yep. You know who else has an album coming out? Who? Islands. My guy Nick. Ah uh, yes, I don't know I Islands, sneak- but. Tom turned me on to unicorns. What's that? Oh, I don't know islands that well, but Tom turned me on to the uh, the unicorns. Well, guess what? what? That unicorns record is great. The <laughs> island stuff wipes it off the planet. Really? I'm not kidding you. I will have to check that out. Oh, you gotta! Look, you're from Canada. How can you not fly the flag for one for for uh, a Canadian hero like Nick? <laughs> it's I'm true. Telling you. Go listen to the album Arms Way. This guy, his second album, the second Islands album, it's mm-hmm. epic. It's epic. Arms Way. Arms Way. You got it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. Right, have a great night. Thanks. Final call? Hi. Hi. Who's this? This is John from Wichita. John from Wichita. What's up, John? Uh, not much. How are you doing? I'm good. How many strikes I got, John? Oh, you got uh, all three of them left. No, I don't. I got two. Two strikes. Oh, right, two. That, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sure. What can I do for you, John? John's not paying attention. I just wanted to say... Uh, John's comprehension, uh, uh, best show comprehension, not so high. Wanted to give you a little, you know, a little more. Uh, I only said I got two strikes sixty times. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know what's getting to me, John? This whole Alex Trebek thing. This he he passed away, right? Oh yeah, I heard about that. That sucks. Yeah. Another great Canadian, Alex Trebek. And now they're saying like, who's going to take Alex Trebek's place? And then somebody's like, oh, George Stephanopoulos might. What? George Stephanopoulos. Who's going to watch that? I don't know. Why does anybody even need to take his place? I mean, couldn't they just... When it, when it comes, this is what I would, this is what I say to George Stephanopoulos taking over, uh, 
taking over uh, Jeopardy. Yeah. This former political figure took over the hosting of a popular game show, and it promptly went off the air because everybody hated him as the host. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Yeah, pretty much. Who is George Stephanopoulos? You know who I want to see? These are the people I want to see as a host. Who? Henry Rollins. Okay. Or the Robert Kardashian hologram. Is Robert Kardashian dead or is that? Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah. Didn't keep up with the Kardashians, I guess. You're killing me tonight. You keep up with the Kardashians. You got two strikes now. In fact, you know what? You're the first one to get three. Get him out of here. I already dumped him. He's gone. That's what happens when you get three strikes. That'll happen just as quick. I'll throw Dudio out just as quickly. Let's do some role play. This is not an actual third strike for Dudio. Jason, pot yourself up. Dudio didn't deserve three strikes. What is happening? Who is that? Are you kidding me? What is talking? Pat, did you put a call through? When I dumped the other guy, I that, put on line one. Tom, I gotta say, that feels like a strike. That's not a strike. It's Human not a error. strike. You know, I have a lot to say to Tom. He bought me a bucket of bleach about at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, and I know who this is. This is Kelly. Yeah, wait. Who, what the hell is this? You're on the show. This is Tom. Wait. Oh, fuck. I knew you were gonna curse. That's there three goes. strikes for you. You're out too. Give me my bleach back. No, 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 no. And give me my bleach back. No, you can stand for one. Okay. My show is lagged. I was in the bathroom. Okay. Anyway, well, you huh. cursed on oh, the God. show. I know. I did that the other time I called in. So that's your thing. Trust me. All right, Kelly. You're a very talented artist. Anyway, I just want to say that at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, it was extremely hard to find bleach because everyone was like, oh, bleach is going to save us. And that is the thing that I use for my art practice. And I made a post like, hey, I need this certain type of bleach. You know, if anyone can find it, let me know. And Tom came through and you kind of like saved me yeah. during this whole pandemic. You know, I was, uh, I was able to make a bunch of clothes and stuff because of it. And it was very cool. Cause you had the, well, it's my pleasure. I saw your Instagram thing. You needed bleach. And then I was at the store and, Lo and behold, I spotted one bottle of the bleach you were looking for, and then I, I bought know. it and then told you and then handed it off to you. What a miracle. And now you're you know, you're bleaching it up. Absolutely. And where yeah, can people yeah, check yeah. your products out, Kelly? <laughs> um, Gosh, well, right now I don't really have anything for sale. I, I mean, we do it on like a commission thing, but uh, I guess the Instagram, Pure God, S E. U-E-R-G-O-D. But, you know, that's also my personal Instagram, so it's like, you know, buyer beware. Yeah, well, people can, they can go look at what you make, and then that's that. Right, exactly. You know, stay or don't. That's fine. Exactly. But I wanted to, yeah, just say thanks for coming back to uh, the show, and we missed you all so much, and it's so great to have you back. Well, it's great to hear from you. I hope you're doing well. We yeah, are. Thank you. Have a great night. Night. Somebody's saying Scott Rogowski could take over Jeopardy. I would watch that. 
Although, you know, we slip all kinds of baseball jokes in. Do you do anything rusty? All the questions would be, the categories are baseball, 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 and baseball. I'll take baseball for 200, Scott. This New York Met was on Seinfeld. Boop, boop, boop. Who is Rusty Staub? Mm. Boop, boop, boop. Who is Keith Hernandez? Is that the sound when something goes right on Jeopardy? I don't know. I hope, personally, I hope, I hope Rollins takes over. And then I hope, hope Rollins takes over. Then I hope, uh, Ian McKay takes over, uh, Wheel of Fortune. Would be a great, uh, great, uh, little back to back punch there. That'd be fun, right? Then Danzig, uh, Danzig could take over, uh, uh, Price is Right. He would do it. I've had enough. This Thursday, new episode of So Far drops over at the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show. One we had in the bank. Then everybody who is at the $5 or more level for Patreon gets a sticker. The new American flag sticker, best show US flag sticker. Everybody gets one. If you're, if you're at the $5 or more mark, we'll put it in the mail. They're already being ordered. And any other news? Double threat every Monday. Check that out. Studio's got six podcasts. You check those out. Mike's got some torturous uh Twitter project where he craps on rap albums. Pat that's not a, a bad name for a podcast, actually. What is? <laughs> crap, crap. What? What'd you say? Mike, I just say the stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like the I'm like the Grateful Dead when it comes to talking, but like a good Grateful Dead, where uh-huh. I say it and then it just goes out, <laughs> and it's no, everybody's. After it comes out of my mouth, it belongs to everybody. I'll say I'll say this also. I did a bunch of. Uh, I called them bootleg cameos. Cameo never accepted me, you know, when I applied. So over the summer, I did a, a bunch of cameos for people for the birthday and so on. And they donated the money to their favorite charity. You know, I raised, a, you know, several hundred bucks. So, you know, I did a bunch of them. And uh, maybe I can pick that up again. If people want to reach out to me, they know how to get in touch. They can hit you up at AP Mike. Yeah. About the cameos, his cameo biz. And I'm going to say this. 
I got a couple joke cameos sent to me. Made me uncomfortable. I just got to say, made me a little uncomfortable Uh to watch people unknowingly sending me messages. Spooked me a little bit. Somebody hired a cameo. I'm not saying who, and I'm not saying who they hired. They got somebody that I know to leave me cameo messages. And it made me uncomfortable. Don't do that, please. You're spooking me out with that. Did they spend a lot of money? I doubt it. No. There's somebody from the comedy scene. I don't think it was a lot of money. Uh. Jason. Yeah, Tom. Welcome back. You got two strikes. Mike. Oh. Yeah. Welcome back. You got two strikes. Pat. Did you hear me? I said, hey. Pat? Yeah, I I said, hey. Did you hear me? (laughs) We didn't hear Welcome back. You got two strikes. Uh Brett? Yeah. Welcome back. You got two strikes. Thanks. Tom? Yeah. Welcome back. You got two strikes. (laughs) Every listener? Welcome back. You got two strikes. We're doing this. We're doing it right. And this show tonight, this one barely moves a needle. This is a tune-up show. I'm working on this thing next. And I'm expecting everyone, listen to me, everyone of you Claude's on the line right now, you got to bring me guests. I want guests. I want surprises. you got to dazzle me. Dazzle me. I want you to look in the mirror and say, who can I get? The one time Dudio got David Crosby to call in, that's what I want. And then Mike got that one guy from Twin Peaks to call up. That's what I want. Would you be interested in a woman who appears in a uh, My Pillow mattress topper commercial? No. <laughs> no, that's a waste. That's a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> she seemed like a very nice lady. Oh, I'm sure she's I'm sure she's the nicest person ever. <laughs> I want it on this show. She's the husband, she's the uh, wife who sits next to the guy who says, that's three inches of wonderful. Oh, you're, you aren't such thin ice. This might be your final show. You might be out of here. <laughs> no, that's, I'm going to tell you, you got three strikes. You got three strikes. You have 30 seconds to not have a third strike. I, I won't get her. No, no, no. You got 30 seconds now. The floor is yours. I'll determine whether that third strike stands or we'll go back to two. I won't charge you for getting in the vaccine early. All right. That's good enough. You're back at two. And I'm telling you, I want this vaccine first. But I don't want it first first to where I watch somebody do it, then suddenly their head swells up. I don't want it that fast. Give it a week. Yeah, I want a week. Watch people who have it walk around a little bit. Make sure they're okay. I'm not going to be doing something my head feels. Oh, I feel so hot. I feel so hot. And then I just drop dead. Get a hot shot. Yeah. I want some weird Trump vaccine. I want the normal one. Not the one he was rushing through. Which it's is Pfizer. I think probably, they're in Jersey. Probably made out of uh, Clorox and uh, and uh, and uh, McDonald's, Big Mac secret sauce. Isn't Pfizer in New Jersey? 
It's good. Yeah, they are. Right, you're back at two strikes. Oh, thank you. All right, everybody. How do I end the show now? Do I play music on the way out? How did I used to end this thing? Do you want a final call or do you want a... Uh... We got a final call? Yeah, let's do one final call. <laughs> Best show. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good. Who's this? Good. This is Evan in Vancouver. Evan in Vancouver, British Columbia. British Columbia, Canada. How are- Who is this? Thank you. Who are you? I'm Evan in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. What can I do for you, Evan? Love Narvar. Uh, well, I was hoping for a John Taffer style rescue on my viewing habits as of late, but um, this far in the show, I just want to say welcome back, gentlemen, and everybody listening, and thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Flush this clown. He's driving me nuts. <laughs> All right. Everyone, I appreciate you listening. It's been a few months, and I'm not joking. I know we're having fun stuff, but the one thing I am not joking about is, like, I am really, I want to do this. I want this to be something special. This this next final run, it's going to be special. So get ready. Show's going to. Show's gonna be something, something, uh, uh, I don't know. It's gonna be a little different, maybe. We'll see. But you know what? We're going somewhere. If we're not going somewhere special, we're not going. So I says to you, good night. And let's listen to this music on the way out. What a better, no better way to end the first show back. That was something. From one of the all-time heroes, Dan Behar, Destroyer. This is Times Square. (laughs) 